Charming Derek Lagarde. <laughs> yeah. I want pudding all of a sudden. I feel stellar, lovely, and charming. And uh, that, that, that's a little flemmy. That right. sounded like it hurt you mm. to say that. This is Derek McCarter in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. But if you're listening, you probably know that. With me are my usual gang of idiots to borrow from from Mad Magazine. Across the way, uh, trying to understand Safari. Roscoe P. Goodson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. That's uh, Michael Goodson. Ooh, my announcer. Uh, Lon Boring Lopez. From Boss on, Lon Lopez. From MoronLife.com, <laughs> who, by the way, was featured on the MySpace front page on Labor Day. That's right. Yeah. 90,000 hits, baby. Oh, yeah. I watched it. It was funny. And to my left, wearing yellow. Cool. cool. Mellow yellow. I'm immune to your power ring. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> That's only Rick, if I know fear. That's Rick Brett Snyder. <laughs> Soundmaster Claw. <laughs> Soundmaster Claw and, of course, Moral Compass. Cool. Good. So this uh, today we will be speaking, of course, we've got some Doctor Who news that at least excited Michael and myself. Uh, Torchwood hits the U.S. Uh, we'll be talking about the WWE, even though we do not have Chris Garcia with us. Uh, but we will be talking. We'll talk some movie news. And, of course, Warner Brothers is making, a new, making some movements on the Internet. That sounded a little wrong. The interweb. Uh, the interweb. Uh, going through the pipes, the tubes. Uh, why can I not get that, that wrongness right? I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it made sense in my head. That's the scary part. I know. We'll be talking about that later. But first up, of course, is comics. Before we do that, though. Yes. Don't you, haven't you noticed how beautiful it is here at Elusive, Elusive Comics and Games? Let's yeah. say this. They got carpets. They're nice. <laughs> wow. And for people <laughs> listening at home, we are located where now? 2725 El Camino Real Suite 105 and 104 Sweet. in Santa Clara, California. This is one beautiful place. I concur. I, well, I love the layout. We're figuring out exactly where we're going to be podcasting from in general, but at least they're not making us sit in a closet anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was it's uncomfortable. Nice. It was. It was. And uh, so let us talk about the comics you could buy right here at Elusive Comics right and now. Games. Well, Except perhaps. For Buffy, which it is sold, sold out. out. Dang it! Was Why that, must you pour salt on that wound? They sold out of Buffy? Yes. Was ah. that like when the debut of Faith or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Faith Returns. Steve. Steve uh, cut down the order because Joss Whedon wasn't, you know, Steve. writing it. And what Steve doesn't understand is that Buffy fans are fans and, uh, you know. Okay, and so. now a message from Steve. What? Why didn't I get my Buffy? Was it on your list? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You weren't deserving, I guess. 
Okay. And that was Steve, the ever helpful manager. Of you know, elusive Comics, where customer service is our third <laughs> priority. <laughs> anyway, something you can buy today at uh, at Elusive Comics Game. Amazing Spider Man number five. I believe it's number five twenty four. Boo! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the long awaited one more day begins, in which some of us one more day oh, hypothesize that it will be the end of Mary Jane. We know Aunt May's in a coma. Peter finally gets around, and I wanted to bring this up with you, Michael, because it's something you alluded to last week of, of a complaint that I had earlier with House of M. At least finally, in one more day, Peter does what he should have done, which was try to beat the crap out of Tony Stark for making him unmask. How long ago was that? A year ago? Sure. So, last summer. Hmm. Yeah, last summer. Last since. summer, I took off my mask. Okay. George Michael, anybody? I got okay. you. I got Thanks, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. George, interesting who you're uh, referencing. Anyway, uh, so he finally gets around to what would I think was long overdue. Why the logical like- conclusion of a plotline year ago, he confronts Tony Stark. Yes. Well, who friggin' Ray? <laughs> yes. And why did it take so long, Derek? Because of, I don't know, Civil Look, War. we had other stuff to do. We're gonna no, no, no. I mean, why did the why did the issue take so long to come out? My... my my belief would be that because they had announced that Joe Casada was going to draw it, you had to wait for Joe Casada to actually finish drawing it. Isn't Joe Casada like the editor in chief of Marvel Comics? Chief of Marvel Comics, busy doing everything else. Yes. So you think that's a good decision to pick him to draw this seminally important book? That I just love the fact that it's it's a really serious serious uh, storyline, and as Michael's just pointed out to me, they've got a, a sight gag on the cover where it's still only three hundred ninety nine cents. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Zing. You see the next issue, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, like twenty-four. Is, is the same thing where it's like maze in a coma. Oh, what will Peter do? You know, and it's just like, talk about excitement. And I do feel that that's sort of odd as a cover. Now there are more somber covers. This is a fifty-fifty. There's a Joe Casada cover, and there's a painting cover of just Spider-Man looking depressed, which is odd with the mask on. But there it is. Yeah. And that at least body language. The weepy. body language is there. Exactly. Weepy. He's Spider-Man's reading Weeping Gorilla He's a comics, wet tree. and and at least at least that seems to be more fitting to the tone of what the story is supposed to be. Yeah, Peter not willing to accept that Aunt May is basically going to die. Now, will she? now can I ask? Now this that's question? a good question. <laughs> will she? Or will she's Mary done it before. Yeah, I was gonna say, hasn't he already dealt with her dying before? But that was an actress hired by Norman Osborn, right? But I'm just who saying. was hypnotized into believing that she herself was May Parker. That was the clone Redcon. saga. Michael, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Michael still got those Wait, on his back issues. He's sprinkling pixie dust upon me, and <laughs> that story Ooh. never happened. This is the first time Aunt May died. This is the first time Peter's dealing with it. Still only three hundred and ninety-nine cents, bucko. And can I ask this next question? So, if they kill Mary Jane, indeed, what's to stop them from having a an interdimensional time warp uh, crossover? Issue where they bring back a young Mary Jane and bring her back to life. And Mary Jane ends from up Earth running too? a prison. Yes, and they make they <laughs> and put her in charge of the negative zone prison. She's running a fashion prison. Uh, <laughs> it's um, that dress is a crime. Where in the Marvel universe they're locking up all of Kirsten Dunst's movies. So, True. Oh, oh yes, I did. Okay, Not even Jumanji. Aren't you supposed to wait for someone to say, "Oh no, you didn't," before you say, "Oh yes, I did." I don't know. I never get that right. <laughs> Work on it. Uh, look. I'm doing what I can. I'm listening to the hippity hop, trying to do what the kids are doing. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to kids' music. What? 
Yeah, the hippity hop. Now this is this is kids music. Uh, now that's all right. The bunny hop. On, yeah. This is the yeah. Bunny hop. Where the kids clean up the fifty cent. Let me. Like I even said that wrong, isn't it? So. Anyway, so in answer to your question, Law, no, there's nothing that'll keep them from. Uh, you know, they could do that. I don't know what they plan to do. But that goes back. That was a bad plot line. This was a plot line they did years ago before the heroes were born, that Tony Stark had actually brought back the teenage version of Tony Stark oh, yeah, because right. the adult version had been possessed by Kang. That plot line sucked. Oh, it totally did. And, and as Michael would say, go ahead. Sprinkle the dust because after Heroes Heroes Reborn, they never mentioned it again. That oh, that's right. Now Tony Stark is fully an adult again. Back in the forties, he's roguish. He's all this, and then and he slept with this Madame Mask. She looked like uh, Doctor Doctor Doom. I did read that. Wasn't that the greatest? Oh, I still enjoy a good Brian Michael Bendis comic. There's just, just not as many as there used to be. <laughs> so. He's writing as many, but it's just, you know, I mean, the guy's over here. I'm sorry. I've said it. Hey! I, I shook his hand five years ago. Yeah, and that was enough. Have you washed that hand since? No. No, I didn't think so. All right. And, uh, you know, there we go. But I'm excited Marvel is reviving a character with one of the few writers that I would be excited about. With writing. that track record, how could you not be excited about them reviving a favorite character of yours, sir? But here's the funny part. Aquaman's reviving Metamorpho. There! No. Ooh. That's a, no, it's not. It's not. Because DC's ruining that with Dan Jurgens. Uh, Howard the Duck. <laughs> Jurgens. <laughs> <laughs> Howard yeah. the Duck is returning. Number one, with uh, art by Juan Bobillo, who was the artist on She-Hulk. So, launch oh, that. Okay. And mm. Which I think that makes sense. The and, one with the Duck World crossover? Yeah, uh, no, actually, the early issues of, of She Hulk. I can't remember who's been doing the Duck World, uh, who did the Duck World crossovers recently. So that is odd because I would have thought that. Yeah. But the writer is Ty Templeton, who has been a personal favorite of mine for a long time. He wrote an independent comic. This is just, you know, get Lon a little excited because I mentioned independent comics, but from the 80s. Uh, it was called Stig's Inferno, which is still one of my great favorite unfinished uh, storylines ever. It was a very funny comic that was pu- published in Canada during the black and white boom. He went on to DC, he revived Plastic Man, did a couple Plastic Man stories, and has been writing and, and did worked with Dan Slott on the Human Torch Spider-Man Friends Forever uh, miniseries from a couple years ago that was Can really Can he hilarious. do funny? He is very funny. Okay. This is my point. Stig's Inferno was hilarious. Okay, He's a great artist too, but he doesn't do a lot of of, of uh, drawing anymore, but he's done a lot of work on the uh, Justice League Adve- Unlimited and Justice League Adventures, Batman Adventures, the the kids comics. Because one of the reasons I think Howard the Duck doesn't stand up is because it was kind of uh, topical. Feeder webbed. It was at the time. It, it was, was very topical, yeah, so. it, and it was very satirical in a market. I mean, it, it. I don't. It was more of a cult favorite even then. Yeah. You know, right, it never can I was say something huge. blasphemous then? Since you guys are the old school and we're the no, new school. Yeah. Uh-huh. Could Howard the Duck Bring work? It. If they strictly relaunched it straight to the kids. Like, like never, a Scrooge McDuck? Well, I've never read, really, the like Howard the Duck so back that. from the 70s or whatever. Right. So I knew it was kind of adult, kind of geared. You want it without any of the, I'll use the term, loosely they, continuity to he the doesn't, character? He doesn't want what it. If, I mean, but I'm just saying, like, Marvel's all about kind of relaunching characters and making money. Yeah. So, I mean, you have a character that, you know, is pretty recognizable to the kids. If you just had it, him being a wise talking duck, he doesn't have to really go into the adult themes or the political themes. But 
you know, what if you just did it more as like a comic commentary? Because that would sort of be, <laughs> as you said, it would be um, it would be Donald Duck. Yeah, in which case, be. Marvel's already had, you know, they put pants on him to avoid the lawsuit. If you do funny Disney. stuff that doesn't isn't topical, it isn't uh, But I'm satirical. just saying, like, if if you went back to the old Howard the Duck, is it going to sell? Is it, Does anybody care? I mean, the last time they revamped it with Marvel Max, it... You could still find those issues in the the back in the quarter bin. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of. I'm just. I'm wondering. Is so there they, a mar- is there an audience out there for a revived? Howard I don't know, but I, I, I'm pretty sure this is a trademark issue. Revive it because you need to have that trademark in case somebody wanted to. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Cash in on that Howard, Howard the, the Duck, Duck franchise. There are people. There are people. Mm-hmm. I have it on Laserdisc. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Disney would snap it up in a second. Oh, absolutely. Well, they would certainly try to get rid of it. Yeah. And make it disappear. Uh, they so could, they take. The I'm pants just saying, off. like, th- okay. Here, I got, I got some for you, Marvel. Well, listen, listen up, Marvel. Marvel, pay attention. What if you did the, you know, maybe what do they call it, like a magazine format, maybe comic where you've got some Peter Porker, Spider-Man, you know, stories mixed in with a little Howard the Duck shenanigans. Didn't they do a, a large size. Howard the Duck as well. It was a magazine, black and white black magazine. And white magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where it was revealed that Howard and Beverly were sleeping together. Yeah, it was a mature, <sighs> which uh, adults only. I can remember. All right, well, maybe make it like Being a PG thirteen version. My mom found that, and uh, I sort of left it out in the living There'll room. There'll be no feather nippling in our house. <laughs> exactly. It was sort of like you'd think I'd actually left porn out, <laughs> and it's yeah. like, what a duck and a woman. That's just gross. When, da- when Donald Duck represents all that is pure and good. Mom, they didn't show anything. They left it all to my imagination. Which My sick, sick <laughs> imagination. If I'm, if I'm imagining a duck and a woman, there's something really wrong. That is so hot. <laughs> no. Speaking of, good lord, are you reading the Ed Brubaker X-Men where that Mad- Madame, Mademoiselle Hepzibah right, uh, yeah. has joined the X-Men? Getting on with Thunderbird this one. Oh my She's gosh! She's got a tail. It's oh, uh, it's yeah. almost making me a hurry. The way Salvador La Roca <laughs> is uh, <laughs> is drawing. You know, I prefer being a soupy, but you know, she's cute. So, is anybody um, else a soupy? Oh, I a, see. You like super Is he Thunderbird heroes. or is he Warpath? I'm sorry, you may be right. It may be Warpath. Oh, who's the Zorlak now? Oh, oh Zorlak props. Yeah. Well, yeah. boy, aren't you honored? Master Defroat. <laughs> What are you doing? I'm just saying that because he's a supporting Native, lawn. He's a Native American like I am, and I just we got to keep it real. Wait, are you crying? Are you, are you setting a shingle too? That guy was Italian. <laughs> are you? Up? Are, I'm. Uh, I think you know part. Uh, I think it's like a 16th uh, California Ohlone Indian. Okay, no one cares about your life. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's just at night you're Ohlone. So uh, you read duck. something. Well, yeah. I mean, Michael will mock Howard the Duck, and he's right. The last, it's, I get excited. It's just as I get excited when a, a Plastic Man book comes out or a metaphor. They're my favorite characters. All right, so I want to see it, and then I get bitterly disappointed. It's sort of like the Birds of Prey television series. <laughs> Amen, brother. Oh. Amen. Oh. So let's talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you read something, Rick, that I, we did not. So we, but you can talk about on the DC side of things. Oh. We've had a, a, a we're about to go into a huge spate of tie-ins to uh, 52. 52 countdown. Yeah. There's countdown to adventure came back last right, week. I read that and uh, it was okay. Uh, I, I but you didn't read think the it was even okay. But you read the Four Horsemen. Yeah, which was what well, can we talk? You read? Woo! You read I read the ca- I read countdown to and adventure. Adam Strange. Um, I was a little bothered that it just seemed to exist. To let's. Mess up with the Adam Strange yeah. uh, status quo when no one cares what it is in the first place. I didn't and like the animal, an, animal animal man story. I don't like the fact that 
Coriander or whatever her name is is yeah, Starfire. Th- Starfire is thrown into that household to screw things up in kind of a hot nanny way. Shenanigans. Yeah. I'm. Uh, and Buddy apparently is clueless as to the fact that his wife is upset about her. You know what I would say is if I, I don't know how much of his continuity is left in him again because when he went over to Vertigo, there's all this thing like Buddy died twice and came back from the dead to be with Ellen. Heck, he did that in '52. Yeah. So Ellen, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My husband loves me. I know. But that is the luckiest 13-year-old boy in. The oh planet, yes. Cliff. What I want to know is don't the Cliff Baker don't the Starfire people like wear clothes? I mean, don't they get it? They don't. Well, God bless them how long that. have they been on this planet? Come They're on, an advanced race lawn. They yeah. don't need yeah, clothes. Yeah, they consider the <laughs> thank heaven. One uh, woman runs around in a miniskirt. She's on a mission of peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's, a, it's been long established that Coriander sort of doesn't really get those things that you know, like she was married. She had to be married, and and. An older version of Nightwing. And isn't Coriander a spice? The one, the yes, one that wasn't that Dick Grayson had apparently had a problem with being her, her booty call on the Boy side. Slave. Yeah. yeah, he had a problem with that, but he certainly didn't have a power problem. Apparently, um, sleeping with Barbara Gordon the night before his wedding to Coriander, mm-hmm. huh. yeah. or uh, knocking out the uh, knocking boots with the Huntress. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a little that, wasn't there? Was she in a wheelchair then? Nightwing's a player. The Huntress, wrong, 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 wrong or, character. Or, uh, yes. Again, you would think that eventually someone would figure out a way for her to walk. So explain this. What is going on with the four horsemen? So first issue. Wait, wait, uh, wait. I thought Black Adam killed all the four horsemen. Are these no, the same ones or well, different ones? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I'm not sure. But anyway, Black Adam certainly killed a lot of people back in that whatever the country was. Wasn't he evil? He was evil, and he killed a, almost a whole country. Kondok? Millions of No, that no. was his no, home was, city. Uh, no, that was his home city. The other one. Bialia? Was he, was I he, think it was uh, Nerdia. Okay, fine. Uh, I don't remember. The humanita- Jerk! Humanitarian mission going on that's apparently spearheaded by Superman, Bat- Batman, and Wonder Woman. Because they have so much time with the Amazons I was just going to say yeah. that. Uh, and, uh, and at the same time, there's this weird pandemic that's occurring while the four horsemen are being reborn. It has something to do with uh, people getting very, very hungry for human flesh. And Zombies in the first, but but apparently, if you're very steel, strong-willed as Batman is, you can get get past it, or as Superman is, and you can get past that. Nothing can infect. But Batman. average people no. are taken out by it because mm-hmm. bats don't eat. At the same time, the four horsemen are being reborn through some type of. They eat fruits, Michael. You'll be okay. So Dates. Through, through no, one I meant bats, Bazin. Okay, bats, man. Just, just let him go. Through oh. one-page uh, explanations with some type of cryptic uh, poetry at the bottom. It sucks. I'm not very I'm, happy with I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of that as a comic book narrative device to have yeah. like, the poetry. Because it's like... It's this, like it's just like, putting it there doesn't really make this book automatically smarter. Right. No. And yet, a lot of guys are trying to do that. They say, we are serious writers, and let's put in the poetry. So I'm going to put a quote that I found drunken at a coffee shop no, it's, one it's, night. Yeah, it's all... It's, it's all, on my Starbucks cup. It's all made I mean, up. at least Gail Simone was making fun of that with the Atom. You know, they, yeah. They, they, they start off with serious quotes and then start... And then they just, throw in characters from comics and stuff. Yeah. That was good. But this is... Uh, I'm, I'm really not... I'm resenting the, both of these as ways for DC to try and suck money out of my... Wallet because I'm so used to buying all the 52 books. Well, there we go. What I you know, what I hear is that is that the Dio is trying to just achieve parity with Marvel's market share. Yeah. So get whatever we can out there to 
But see, I could, I, if you wanted to write a story about a uh, humanitarian mission spearheaded by Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and there was a pandemic going on, that's fine. Tying it into 52 through this kind of weak mechanism, I mean... Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought 52 ended a long 52. time ago. Oh, it was only true. Seriously? No, there's actually 52 of them. That's, wow. I thought we were already in, in countdown mode. How is Which it is really 52 to extra. <laughs> extra! But but Michael Goodson won't um won't pay for countdown. No, done with it. Yeah, fifty two the I'm hard way. Done I'm done with it too. The DCU timeline is passing me by. Catch up to you in Final Crisis. Because I baby. fear this. Yeah, I, I, that's my problem. Is I think Final Crisis is going to throw everything up in the air anyway, yeah. and so it's like anything I care about right now just isn't going to matter. Yeah. The other thing I'll tell you about this one is which would be okay if at least the stories were good. Whoever's drawing it. Bruce Wayne is drawn very strangely. He, he's he's like, a black man. No, he's very thin and <laughs> brother. sharp. That wouldn't be strange. Uh, it's uh, I'm not Come I'm on. not a fan of the art for, for the uh, four horsemen. Uh, so, you had an indie spotlight book you'd like to talk about? Yes, this is a book that actually passed the Lon Lopez Indie Challenge. <laughs> so uh, this is actually a book that was recommended through a friend of Anna's, the store owner here. Um, Hi, Anna. What's the name of your friend that recommended? Anna's down did, on her did, lap. Did uh, Mac Afro? Mike Wellman of Atomic Basement. Atomic Basement. Mike, Mike Wellman. Wellman. Who co-owns the comic bug in Manhattan Beach. Who co-owns the comic bug in Manhattan Beach. Hello, baby. He, uh, yes, so we were given this promotional book wow. called Mac Afro. Um, I don't, can you purchase this anywhere in stores or is that a preview copy? Can they get it online, do you think? Yeah, you could definitely get it on his website, AtomicBasement.com. I absolutely can't remember if he's through Diamonds, um, but I could check because I'm on my computer. All but right. we would be able to purchase that if we came to a certain celebration that's coming up here at Elusive Comics and Games. October 13th, everyone is invited to see the following artists and writers and inkers. Josh Dysart, who wrote some Swamp Things and a bunch of other stuff. Mike Wellman, who does... He's currently writing Conan. Yeah, another stuff. And (laughs) these people are dear friends. That's why I'm able to mock them. Um, Mike Wellman, like... She doesn't know what they actually do, but she's drunk with them. (laughs) I have gotten well drunk. Uh, And and the other, Mac Afro. Uh, Rafael Navarro, who is an artist. He's done the second latest issue of Hot Mexican Love, who does a series called Sonambulo. He's also an animator on the Batman series and the Scooby-Doo series. And the, the Batman well, series. He, uh, yeah, he has a Velma Wong. fetish, so if anybody wants to show up as Velma... He will die of happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walden Wong, um, inker. Um, and, His book, and Countdown to Mystery, he'll be inking the Dr. Fate series <laughs> in Countdown to Mystery. <laughs> and my little large And uh, so I'm really glad this is not <laughs> a, pot, a video <laughs> cast tonight. Uh, and then Wait, let me change my angle. Oh my two god! Two of that my business horrible. partners from Elusive Arts Entertainment. No, no, say that. Two of my business partners from Elusive Arts Entertainment: Mark Masterson, writer of Dorothy, and Ray Borsig, husband and artist on Dorothy. And <laughs> we'll be there too. We'll be there. Uh, I could sign Tony Locos. Yeah, I'll sign Tony Locos, sure. And me and Rick will be signing copies of uh, the podcast. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so Rick's going to be selling bootleg copies of the podcast out the trunk of his car that night. So. 11 to 5. That's when we'll be here. 
Um, so what book is it that you actually like there, Lon, that passed your challenge? The book is called Mac Afro, written by, I forget the writer, but it was... Mike Wellman. Uh, no, Mike Wellman did not write no. it. He produced it. Um, with art by Raphael, what's his name? Navarro. Navarro. Uh, the art is fantastic. Uh, the story is kind of a cross between... It's almost like a Stephen Colbert, Tech Jansen space adventure, but it's got a little... Army of Darkness kind of feel. That's so great. That with Steve a little shaft Tech thrown Jackson. in. One issue already in is a genre. Well, no, no, no. But it I, is for long because he doesn't know. No, but the thing is, is I can't. I mean, it's basically, what's that? Is, is that like a heavy metal kind of spoof? Or yeah. What, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of the space kind mm -hmm. of like. Certainly. Space ex, opera. Space thing. exploitation space kind of thing. That was said with total admiration. Okay. Well, anyways. Um, I believe you. Is that what it is? No. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's it's got all those things. It's fun. It's well written. It moves great from beginning to end. Um, it wraps I, it wraps the story up. Can I don't. I, I can't find it. We can't find it here at the store. Somebody. somebody we will have it. It's literally on, flying off the shelf. We will have it on October thirteenth, though. If you but it's a fantastic looking book. Uh, I liked it a lot. There, my one uh, kind of uh, did it ask you out disparaging for a comment. Well, I, I think it's only a single shot issue, but uh, the one thing I will say is, if you're touchy about a little of the racial tones, it is a little it has a little uh, racial kind of uh, heat. Basically. I'm not. It'll you know there are some kind of offensive terms, but it's it's all in the context of the story. I'll buy it. And uh, you know, so if you are sensitive to that, just beware. But other than nope. that. It's a fun, fine read. And Sounds I liked good. It. Well, good. Another fun, fine read from last year, and why I bring it up now because we have a contest. We have a contest, uh, what? or a giveaway. We've just been informed that Mac Afro is not a single shot. Do you have an exact it's an number? Ongoing. Uh, issue number four is currently available. Oh issue my goodness! Four is this just in four issues. My gosh. Huh? It's by a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Raphael's done art on it, but I knew he wasn't the only person on that. And just because I don't think we got it clearly on the, it's October thirteenth is your big opening party. Uh, from when to when? Eleven to five. Eleven to five. Eleven to five. And they can. Oh, okay. They can probably find all this information on the website, right? Probably. Elusive comics and games. And the elusive. There we go. <coughs> All right, like to move on. We have a giveaway coming, which is that uh, last year there was a miniseries from Image called Hatter M by Frank Vador, and uh, oh, doggone it, the artist was the guy who does 30 Days of... Ben Templesmith. I was waiting. Yeah. Yes, okay, well... It was uh, fun to watch you stress. You actually have to pause in order to for let someone answer your question. <laughs> What's the artist's name? His name is the thing in an avoid Ben Templeton. Rick, Rick just smiled and went Ben Templeton. Because you look like an idiot. Look at him struggling, flailing his little girl fingers. What's her name? What's his name? Come on, tell me. Why are you here? <laughs> I'm the money. Oh. We have a giveaway. Frank Bedore and Ben Templesmith last year. Released a miniseries through Image Comics called Hatter M, which was an extension of Frank Bador's uh, epic fantasy trilogy uh, from Alice in Wonderland called The Looking Glass Wars. Looking right. Glass Wars. And, and actually, the, the, the miniseries takes place in continuity of the first volume of that series. It's okay. like in the middle part of the book. There's okay, well, what we have here is we have three copies of the just-released hardback second novel, Seeing Red. 
seeing red. Daddy wants. It's two Ds. <laughs> it's at the two end. Ds at the end of that? <laughs> yeah, seeing red to death. <laughs> Uh, apparently about the Red Queen and, and her efforts to defeat Alice. And so we have three copies of that. In addition, an odd thing that Penguin sent was I have three sets of the first three issues of Hatter M. Not the fourth. Not the fourth. Autographed by Frank Bador to give away. So uh, we will be putting this this giveaway up. But if you see Frank at a convention, he's oh, more he's, than happy to sign. Oh, he's a great guy. Great yeah. guy. And... Uh, so we do have uh, these copies, and I will be putting the giveaway up on the site as well, but I will reserve one for podcast listeners. So if you want to email and say you heard about this on the podcast, I guarantee that one listener will get, not a, not a reader of Family Planet, but one listener of the podcast will get. You, guy with the podcast. He's yeah. talking to you. Drew. You lucky person. No. You could get a copy of Guy the from Finland. I don't know about Finland. Uh, no, we're huge. We got Belgium. I know we have Belgium. Is that why I keep getting waffles in the mail? I, I don't know if we've got Finland. But anyway, we we might even have Wonderland at we this point. We have Australia. We have Australia. Yeah. yeah, we do have Australia. So Convicts love us. Okay, so as much as that would be expensive, we'll send that. Uh, why not? You know, uh, We have copies. <laughs> Great, thanks. Yeah. I hate it when they make us send them out. Uh it's an investment. That's why we can't afford chairs. So, because <laughs> I have to send postage. Anyway, we will be, we will give away two. Yeah, we'll give away a copy and the three issues signed of the Hatterim miniseries, plus temporary tattoos. Ooh, <laughs> stickers! I want a dolphin. I've seen them. They're actually quite nice. It's yeah. uh, it's actually if you're going to have a tattoo, that's the it's one a set of. The, if you've seen the cover of the first book, it's the. Uh, the card symbols in a circular array. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's also an online game. You played the card game, haven't you? No, I haven't. I What's saw that? he was going to do it originally as a paper card game that was pre the first book coming out. They decided not to do it, and okay, they did I an online I game. I said I have actually this played. summer. I oh. said that I have this friend that really knows and is a big fan. Burn. I am, but I just haven't got around to playing. Them. But you have gotten around to reading Seeing Red. So I've read both that a little books. bit. Sure. Yes, but I mean we've got this. It's so the first book, thing. of course the the. The theme of the book is a, I'll use the term, loosely reimagined wonderland where Alice was a princess of the uh, of Wonderland who escaped in the first book from her vicious Aunt Red who has decided to take over Wonderland. The key to Wonderland is imagination. And the royal people of Wonderland have, uh, have the power to make their imaginations real. Alice escapes with... Hatter M, who is the Mad Hatter, but is actually this paramilitary guy who is her bodyguard to Earth, where she becomes the ward of uh, of uh, what's his name, Dodgson, uh, the original. The, so I love which Dodgson. Lewis Carroll's Carroll. real name. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the first book involves her getting back from Earth and re-taking uh, the throne from her aunt uh, Red. And the second book is all about Red's revenge. So it very much follows the Star Wars. Mm. Red Strikes Back. So we're saying at the end is that the Ewoks will defeat the playing cards? I'm hoping not. But the (laughs) the books, if if you haven't read them, they're... I get hives when you say that. They sound... It sounds almost childish until you start reading them. They're very, very um, deep, violent, adult um, books. So you, you don't want... I mean, I don't say adult in the... Oh, no, I understand. There are, there are, there are very dull themes. And there's, but it does have, uh, you had me up until you clarified. Fine, <laughs> there's a young British woman there. That should be enough for you. It. 
Um, seeing seeing red in particular is very fast paced, and I was down to like the last 20, 20 pages of the book, going, "How are they going to wrap this all of what's gone on in this book up?" I wish you realized, kind of this way. is a book three. Well, <laughs> but you still want some some ending for each one of the volumes. You'd like a nice resting place. So Hatterem is in carbonite, but they, and they <laughs> said that they're going to. I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, they, they wrapped it up. He wrapped it up very nicely, and it's all set for, and they even laid the premise for the third book. So uh, highly recommend it, and everybody I've uh, talked to oh, who's yeah. read it has thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, well, good. That's good. Uh, so, uh, there we go. We've, let's talk, and uh, that's the comics and books, but we've also got, Michael, let's talk about Doctor Who, just because you had some Doctor Who news this week. You got excited. There was news on BBC what? One that uh, Doctor Who had been uh, extended. Uh, they didn't really announce a fifth season. No. But there will be a couple extra episodes similar to the Christmas special. So there'll probably be a Christmas special after the fourth season, and then there's at least two more, uh, Russell T. Davis. Mm-hmm. Davis. Davis. It's pronounced Davis. Is it? Yeah. 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 Has, uh, is committed British. to it, as is uh, the current doctor, Dr. <coughs> David, David Tennant. Tennant. So very exciting. Folks who are fans of that crop of people, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. show. They should be excited. I mean, the uh, sci-fi is almost up to the three-part conclusion of the third season, mm-hmm. so it should get people excited about uh, the episodes coming up. Because I think they just did the Family of Blood. So they've announced a fourth season or a fifth season. There's already a fourth season. There's right. already a fourth season. They're already committed f- to so uh, that'll be coming out on the BBC in February or March. Oh, so they got it planned. So they've announced they a the fifth season following the fourth. For season. 2010. Wow. Following three one-hour specials that feel like the Christmas special they've had, the Christmas Invasion and mm-hmm. the Runaway Bride, and okay. then there's one that's starring Kylie Minogue that'll be coming out. Uh, and the woman who's in Runaway Christmas Bride is coming back as a companion. For half the season of the fourth season. Spoiler alert! Fairly popular British comedian. Yes, she is. Yeah. yeah. But a fairly unpopular Doctor Who character. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> we love Martha. Who will also be back. She will also be back. Uh, but on the Doctor Who news, of course, this week the United States finally gets Torchwood, September 8th. So Saturday night goes on BBC America. A show not as good as Doctor Who, if you're expecting that same level of quality. It's very different, but, but sexier. Very different. But watch. A, watch lot more, like, a lot more nudity. A lot more uh, scares in it, too. There's not a lot more nudity. I, I just focus on that one episode. That one episode where the of alien, made out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but there's not that much nudity. I don't think there's any episode. nudity. There, there was, there, there's a lot of snogging. There's a lot of snogging. Yeah, a lot and more snogging and a lot of cannibals too. There's, there's I mean, a lot more blood. There is some PG-13. It's more grotesque. At the side, more frightening. Yeah. No, no. Go Actually, if you're an American fan of Doctor Who, you kind of need to watch the first season of Torchwood because it bridges what happened between from Captain yes. Jack, right? Yeah, and how he found. I mean, the I think you could go. Yeah. I think you you could you, not watch it, but it's interesting because it certainly. The Doctor Who season three does launch into whatever all, the next. You've been missing a very interesting arc between the two stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are hints throughout the Torchwood season. Does have the Saxon thing. That's the overall arc for and the hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so, not the not the band of ninjas that no. uh, Electra leads, but no. actually the hand Correct. that, that the, the one you talked to. Really? Yeah. I thought it was just Hello. me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's uh, let's draw Mr. Lopez back into the broadcast by talking about the WWE because I don't really know that much. Once we bring in the WWE, <laughs> I have no idea what we're talking about. So it's up to Michael and Lon to inform us. Since, Rick knows stuff, but since I don't. Chris Garcia is here. Yeah, since Chris is not here, 
I think the, he'd the, want us to go on without the him. The big news, and I think he did. He submit you a new falls on this. He did. I just didn't have a chance to post okay, it. So, so it'll be posted. Probably it'll all posted tonight. And he'll but, have more info on the website. But basically, the big news this week was ten major suspensions in the league, or the federation. I don't know what they're calling it anymore. And this is in real world continuity, not in right. And not it's in the so line. hard to keep straight. Correct. Yes. Uh, basically, ten wrestlers failed Please the don't take wellness. That out of context. They failed the uh, wellness program uh, drug testing or something, and there were ten big suspensions, and they were all kind of major stars. Uh, no one, uh, WWE hasn't actually released the list, but the list of people has kind of leaked. There is a list floating around of people who, uh, well, similar to Barry Bonds, there's records of who the drugs were <laughs> sold to and the timeline. Do they use the clear and the cream? Do they think it was just flaxseed oil? <laughs> so they, well, it doesn't necessarily say steroids. It says drugs. So this is it does. violations oh. of the drug. No, no, because some of you them. You know, baby aspirin. No, no, some of them what? were for, for marijuana and, you know, other, you know, like uh, pleasure drugs or whatever those are. Undertaker recreational thought drugs. He was taking a city you make it sound like some sort of futuristic thing. And they took the pleasure drugs and the pleasure bot came by. Because they're all cyborgs. Yes. No. Um, but what's the li- who do you got on there, Mike? Uh, well, I don't. Uh, I, I've not confirmed my sources. Please don't sue me if your name's on this list and you don't want it to be. But these are the rumored wrestlers. On Wouldn't that be so cool if one of them came and kicked your butt? It would be. <laughs> or fake kicked your butt. Story. <laughs> so uh, Randy Orton, who was on Raw last Randy night, Randy Orton, who is involved in a big storyline. Uh, is you know with John Cena, the champ. Right. So he's on. He's one of the biggies. So that's huge. Uh, Charlie Haas, who was a tag team wrestler. Nobody. Edge. Edge is actually... Um, I know him. He was in a Highlander movie. Yeah, well, Edge actually... This came at a good time. <laughs> who will play bass for you, too? Now, that's the Edge. The no, but, uh, article makes all the difference. <laughs> but Edge is actually recuperating from pectoral surgery. He had his pectoral torn off. Oh. So Apparently with some heroin. Yes. <laughs> so he might be addicted to painkillers right Booker now. Booker T, who was also on Raw last night. No, he wasn't, was he? I thought he King Booker, heck yeah. I thought King Booker got, wasn't even on Raw. I don't remember. But anyway, let's agree to disagree. He was on Raw down. as recently as this story broke. Okay. okay. I I I don't remember seeing him on Monday, but it could Simon Dean, who was I think the uh, exercise guru dude, yeah, but he never was, really caught he on. Was lame. He Nobody was liked him. Sea level guy. Johnny Nitro, who had a nice intercontinental. Who was also known as John Morrison. He was I the have, ECW. I have champ. seen his name mentioned when I've edited Chris's column. William Regal, who is the current. Uh, I know him. Guy in charge, and commissioner of Raw, British yes. Bulldog, something like that. No, wasn't he a British? Bulldog? He is British. I think he, he teamed not maybe or fought the British playing. Bulldog, but yeah. Uh, Mr. Kennedy, huge who's, uh, star, they're also pushing on Raw right last now. night. Not the senator. No, 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 no. And that's it. Or was uh, it? Chavo Guerrero, who's out of the spotlight. I don't know. Is he still no, he was. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero's nephew is. Uh, he, he had a big match with uh, Rey Mysterio at SummerSlam. Umaga, the big Samoan. <gasps> I recognize nightmare. him, or as William Regal calls him, Umanga, and uh, Show Funaki, yeah. the best SmackDown wrestler. But Funaki, oh, no, he was the interviewer. Funaki was kind of a squash guy, but uh, yeah, yeah. cruiserweight. Some Funaki ones. Yeah, yeah. he's all right. Uh, so wow, this is this is big now. So that's a big list, isn't it? Big list. It, it's not a bunch of B listers or C listers. Are these just random occurrences? Could, or are they all connected through one source? Or you know, anything? we don't know. Could you guys maybe enlighten me on something? I was having a conversation with someone at a screening uh, last week. Who, because somebody, somebody else mentioned, oh, yeah, this guy has wrestling on his site. And they said that something about Rey Mysterio being in trouble. Is there something going on with Rey Mysterio that we. 
Oh, in the storyline or in like I, real life? I really hope they meant real life because if well, storyline, then I don't care. But you know, if I like watching Rey Mysterio wrestle, I don't know, he he just came back. So I mean, I don't know what kind of trouble he. There's be no in. legal thing going up against no, him or anything. The only okay. in the storyline, he might be in trouble because <laughs> and it might just be somebody who can't separate fantasy right. from reality. But he's okay, the number good. one contender against the great Kali. You don't have any friends like that, do you? Who what? is from what Garcia was telling me? And I can't confirm this because he's not here. Sure. He basically said that there was suspension. Can you say it like he would, though? Can you do a Chris Garcia? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yes! Was that his laugh? It's it kind was. Of a Barney Rubble laugh. That was laugh. kind of it. If Barney Rubble's on helium. Right. But uh, Garcia like basically drunk. said that dispensions were giving out, but they were still going to keep some important players on TV. So sports weren't going to pay them. Here, I'm, I'm reading from a, another website. Sports Illustrated reporters Luis Fernando have uh, revealed huge new details on pro wrestlers connected to the signature pharmacy drug investigation. Eddie Guerrero received Naldarone, testosterone, the principal male sex hormone from the Anogen Group, and an anabolic steroid, uh, Antazol, uh, two weeks before his death. Aren't you a Chris, pharmaceutical technician and you don't know these things? We don't things? dispense them. Cuckoo. <laughs> 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 Chris Benoit... <laughs> Chris Benoit uh, got uh, Anastasone, Nandarone. No, I think he was taking some. Uh, Chavo Guerrero got Somatriptone. <laughs> I think he was taking Gregory Anna Helms. No. So there's dates, too. Uh, Chavo Guerrero, April 2005 through May 2006. Shane Helms, uh, November 2003 to February 2004. But now the, the f- That's like, I mean, it's two, two, three years ago that they're pinning these guys. Randy Orton, February 2007. They, yeah, these all go towards February 2007. Oh, this is a long So that may have been what the only records they had up to that date. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't point fingers. I just think that the, it's big trouble. Cause so WWE, how much of this is them really count and caring versus trying to appear like they care? I would say it's, of, I think it's the latter. It's basically... Yeah. Them trying to say, look, we take our business serious. We're house. And uh, these people are getting punished. Once because, a decade, uh, they do this. You know? yeah. right. Triple, yeah. H, Triple H returned to Raw last night. He looked beefcake as ever for a guy who's been laid up for eight months with a yeah. you know, busted leg. You don't just do so that by working out. you think there's something suspicious about that? No, no, sir, I am not. not I would not say that. <laughs> Nutrisystem? I am saying good living and a clean diet for that boy. I'm thinking electrodes. I'm thinking married to Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> Isn't he? I mean, she, he's driven to the arms of other women? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't begin to speculate. <coughs> Please do. <bring it> <laughs> oh. So that's all we got from Chris, WWE. Chris Garcia, by the way, couldn't be here tonight because I think he's still mourning the loss of the Hugo. Which, mm. uh, yeah. so, I which thought he, he had to defend his bridge. Had. What? Which he never had. I know, which he never had. <laughs> you can't lose which he never had. It is. That's not. And we true. will have a Worldcon report maybe next week. Next week, I did email Alicia. I have not heard back from her yet. I did uh, send the invitation that she could come tonight, but I would imagine that if she's had a week, of, yeah, I'd be jet lagged. You know what? She was in Yokohama, so she don't care. That's okay. right. I hope she made it back. I hope so. I just love the look of the Hugo Award. Ultraman, baby. Ultraman. Yeah. Well, explain it. You've explained it to us, but uh, yeah, yeah. The, the you Hugo. Seen the picture. As we've said that every. Oh, we well, can go to the Hugo Awards. Dot org. They've started a website, okay, with an ar- and they're building their archives on a blog. But so they had a photo of this year's Yokohama Hugo Award, which you had told me is always different, which, different every year, uh, which I had, had not known. But they always have the theme of the rocket, right? So this year, the rocket is being held by Ultraman. Sweet. So I think it's really cool because Ultraman's a Japanese character. 
Well, yes. Is there a lighter in his chest that blinks? I'm the advocate for our for our poor For the people that don't know? Please. The like there are anybody that doesn't, you know. Is there anybody that got this far? They know who Ultraman is. Okay. <laughs> so here, that uh, just to follow up briefly, because there's really not a lot of news, uh, hard news out there, but the Justice League movie does seem to be rolling forward. A casting sheet went out to major what casting studio? agencies. Yeah. Warner Brothers. That makes sense. Well, who would you think they would give it to? I don't know. They're not letting a single project slip through their fingers ever again. I don't believe that this is going to happen. I just don't. Once you get to casting, I think that they that they that that's fairly serious. And yeah. still, there's there's still a thousand Nicholas, things. That Nicholas Cage, Cage is Superman. Be Superman. Ha ha! We both went there. That's true. Now you say, no, you didn't go there. <laughs> no, I don't think that's right either. No. No. We've got to get some brothers in here. <laughs> We've got to. So, but they have at least put out the casting call. They, uh, apparently the sheets are vague, like man number one, man number two. So that they're not saying. <laughs> Super man? Yeah, Bat we don't man? know. So I'm still holding out for if they're going to do it, man? that Tom Welling would get his shot. But, you know, that's that as, as Lon would like to keep poking holes in that theory. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. <laughs> Maybe that's just to... To pimp that the Smallville Season 6 uh, DVD set is almost available three or four weeks from now. So um, Sweet. Sweet. Well, it's the, series, it's the season with Justice League. Wow. So it's kind of worth watching an episode I'm or two. Underwhelmed. So who are the names for the casting? No, there are no names. The, no no names. one knows anything yet. It's just gone We've out there. We've cast stuff, but we're not telling you. Exactly. Because you'll hate it. Another thing coming out in a couple of weeks uh, is Superman Doomsday, the direct-to-DVD <laughs> Animated film by Sweet exclamation point That you would agree with You've considered that Sweet and A story that broke On fanboyplanet.com That's right Few people give us credit for that But we did actually break that yeah. Derek no put one, the pieces together Months before anyone No else one paid did. attention But I was right And so there See IESB could be right Because I was right about Superman Doomsday Good point so it's just we'll, we'll have more on the because I did interview Bruce Tim. I direct, uh, interviewed uh, Andrea Romano, the voice director. So we'll have some stuff in the next couple of weeks to talk about the Superman Doomsday. Let's Superman Doomsday. Very excited about that. One thing that Lon and I are bitter about, but Lon more than me, a film coming up called The Comebacks. You want to talk about it? You want to talk about it? once again Hollywood stole your idea. Yeah, how long? Oh, this was like what six, seven months ago. Well, six, seven months ago, we stood outside the Unamas, and I said, Derek. We need to write a movie about what? What did I say? The Inspirational Coach movie. Yes, we need to spoof the Inspirational Coach movie because nobody's done it yet. And it's going to be awesome. And I was giving all these funny ideas to Derek and we were laughing. He's sharing laughs like his good old times again. But uh, then Derek tells me, hey, have you heard of this movie called the, what's it called? The Comebacks. The Comebacks. David Koechner will star, uh, stars, because I, I believe it's done, uh, stars as the coach of, uh, I don't even know what sport it is. I think football, football. Yeah. I think it's football, but I'm sure that they'll they'll play ping Actually, pong. Actually, no, in it. the trailer, wasn't he like a failed coach of many different sports or something? I, I remember seeing several sports in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, you know, because my problem with it is it's already, it's got a scene parodying Dodgeball, which to me is already right. a parody. Right. And it's like how... No, but it's kind of like, I think... will eat itself. But I think it's that Dodgeball thing. It's kind of being like those, uh, what was that, epic movie and date movie. It's basically one of those where it's going to be parodying all the movies of the last, you know, yeah. few yeah, months or years. Not whatever. necessarily a bad thing if it's done well. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, so not exactly an original idea, if you know what I mean. Uh, the scary, right, right. the scary movie. It was idea. It was original when, when Lon thought of it. You sure. know, nobody outside heard the, of it. Come on, the uh, the Unamas. But I will say this: I love bad comedies. Like that's so all. Probably go see it. Yeah. Did we go see Epic Movie? We did see yeah, Epic we Movie, did. and we had fun, even though it was stupid. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we and the other big thing is this: Warner is Warner Brothers is starting a new interactive site that will combine new website coming out in the spring. We yeah, you know, spring two thousand eight, and I didn't read the whole article, but T-words. sounds really interesting. I don't exactly quite know all the features because it's this big long article, but. Uh, Basically, they're going to have like a lot of Warner content available. Well, they're um, creating basically a virtual online uh, sort like of a, a library, or like a, a, well, almost like a second a life, database? a second life sort of limited because they they realize that they will have younger uh, people using the computer, you know, to, like eight and up trying to be in here, but uh, that they'll have an online community. That you could be whichever character you like from Warner Brothers catalog, well, which right. then crosses over, avatars or crosses over Cartoon Network with the Looney Tunes with the DC Universe. So you can be Donald Duck. No, no. Daffy Daffy oh my Daffy God! Duck. So you could be Daffy. Turn Duck. in your headphones, sir. So you could be. Daffy. And then bring them back because you're the only one who knows how to do. I, all this you stuff. could be Daffy Duck, and I could be Superman. In the same world. Funny, that's not how I've always fantasized about it, but okay, yes. Tell me you haven't always fantasized about it. <laughs> could I be Pete Puma? You could. But wouldn't there be like 50 guys who want to be? Yeah, Superman? I don't know how they're going to work that out, but they but they are saying you can do that. You can do cartoon mashups to be able to take animated clips all over. Daffy Superman. I think Daffy Superman. Mm-hmm. Super Daffy. Although I think he's in the except that he yeah. becomes Batman. Super Daffy. It's super bugs. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and suddenly they got really quiet as I Zorlacked that. Nice. When the Looney Tunes have become the DC superheroes. Mm-hmm. No, 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 we got it, we got it. You get it. We got it, we got it. Petunia's Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, or I guess Wonder Pig. Uh, another thing is that it's an outlet for Warner Brothers to be able to dump, like, the Looney Tunes uncut online because the Cartoon Network, I guess, has stopped showing like the old Looney Tunes stuff and the old like Boomerang, the other network shows old Hanna Barbera stuff, but even yeah. that's kind of phasing out. So buy the DVDs. That's what I did. Yeah. So this is a place where if you don't want to do the DVDs, you can you can go online and you can go to the library and you can download hmm. or I guess watch. They're probably not going to give away the actual like a classic What's Opera doc or something like that when you could YouTube. buy the DVDs, which is what Michael did. You could just go watch it on YouTube. Can you? Sure. Oh wow. Yeah. I gotta do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We can do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Great. All right. And that brings us to the conclusion of another uh Fanboy Planet podcast. If you've got any comments, complaints, you'd like to enter the contest to win a copy of Seeing Red and autographed numbers one, two, and three of Image Comics Hat or M, please write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. Do please tell me what your topic is, because I do get confused. When someone actually wrote today to me and said, Hey, that was funny. Yeah, kind of like I said, Hey, another great preview, but when you click on the art, it says 404. And so I went, Well, I did run on one more day preview, and I checked that. That's not, what are you talking about, sir? So uh, My wife wrote you an email. I'm grateful that you're Hey, that, that thing where you pick up some stuff. I'm grateful that you read, and then you like the site, but tell me what you want to me to know. Wrap it up, Derek. That's it. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Rick Brett Snyder, signing off. Michael Goodson, also leaving. 
Are we done already? <laughs> uh, Lon Lopez, good night. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Your mom oh my God, that's crazy. I'm all, well, you should not have a chair that leans back. <laughs> you you, you want to switch? How come the no. tallest guy got the worst chair possible for a tall guy? Well, because you, um, you went and got it. Yes. You have yes. no one to blame but yourself. There you go. Nice. I took the first available chair. A little less like Burl lives at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> what? Yes. What do you want? You want to be more excited and high-pitched? All right, boss. This is the way I'm going to talk. I'm going to annoy the shell. See, you're good. Ah, see? You're, I don't like Iron Man. You're good like that. I'm good like that? You're no. very good All like right. that. I just landed a voiceover gig in practice today. I'm friendly evil is the description of my voice. How'd you get that? I've name? always said that about you. I am friendly evil. I got I'm evilly friendly. It's a cell phone. I got an email I didn't have a chance to put up, but there, Marvel's reviving Howard the Duck, so that's exciting Again. for me. Howard the Duck. No, not Quack. the film version. And they're bringing back the original cast. Yeah, Leah, no. Tom- Leah Thompson. Yes, Leah Thompson's actually inking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tim Robbins is writing. Uh, it's going to be very political, right? I don't know, oh. but it's uh, Tim Robbins writing. It's my friend, my friend Chuck Farnham's in the last the, the party, the big band scene mm-hmm. towards the end, which and is where he, what he just sang from. Yes. When when uh, and he was an extra in the uh, in the crowd, and when they brought out the Howard the Duck thing, Chuck went to the like the guy who got him in, one of the assistant assistant mm-hmm. or directors, and he said, um, "That's like a stand-in for when they do the special effects." <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> And he said, no, that's it. <laughs> oh, God. He's all, can I get out of this movie? Yeah. I know I'm not an extra. Can I just, who do I have to sleep with? This may guys? ruin my extra career. Let me get Whatever. Oh, today is uh, One More Day, the Spider-Man. Finally, we get that last. One more dawn. One more day. Spider-Man. I want to apologize, Rick, now for the wax that just shot out of my ears and into the headphones. So you don't have to. Carcassonne is first. Complimenting the owner's breasts are second. I did that last week. Yeah, good. And the scary part is that was second even when Anna wasn't the owner. True. Oh, sorry, Andy. Andy had some great breasts. Oh, he did. And. Brian, I got a nice rack too. Uh, he did. I mean, he for did. an older guy, for an older, you know. absolutely, and uh, supple, a milf. Okay, I really am upset if you guys are saying that Andy had better breasts. <laughs> we're not saying you had better breasts. No, 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 no. just we're hair. saying we're saying you had to compliment them, or he'd get upset. Brian or Andy? Both, yes. both of them. Yeah. All right. We're not. That's how we're, we get our discount. We're not legitimately <laughs> comparing them, uh, are we? I'd like to see them side by side. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going to cut this. <laughs> and <laughs> we're, we're back. back. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, and, uh, and at the same time, there's this weird 
pandemic that's occurring while the four horsemen are being reborn. So you get these little... Go ahead. <laughs> so... Wow. Tell us about that then. This focus. Is gonna be, focus. This is so much fun to edit. You can just re-record your part Hello, later. Hello, future Rick. Aren't you loving this? <laughs> Rick, shut up and get back to work. Holy crap. Future Rick just came from the bathroom. Uh, You're going to need a new bathroom. 